War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 149. It is September 8th. It is 95 degrees outside, way too hot, and it's about 520 or so. This Bloggle Spot is brought to you by Prints on Papers, uh, Auburn alum design screen prints, posters with the, uh, they've got the alma mater, the fight song, and the creed on about, I don't know what size it is, a good size poster. Uh, go to Facebook, search Prints on Papers, click their Shop Now button, use Warbloggle as your promo code and get 20% off, which is a good, good little bit, good price. All right, so today is Thursday. Um, the news last night, there actually wasn't news, the scuttlebutt, the very low-lying rumor was that Jeremy Johnson had quit the football team. I didn't say anything about it because I wasn't prepared to say anything about it. No media had picked it up. Um, there was one Reddit post that may or may not have been started or founded, funded by the, not funded, founded based on the person who told me that he was off the team, had quit the team. Um, before all of that, yesterday, Charles Goldberg, the the writer who works for Auburn, he's like the beat writer that works for Auburn, puts out all the official stories. Um, he tweeted a picture and said, quarterbacks going to the next drill or something like that. And it was only John Franklin and only Sean White. Now, if you've listened to these or read Warbloggle or anything, you may have heard me say that I have ESP. No, that is not psychic abilities. Psychic abilities can be controlled. ESP means you'll think of somebody as you're driving down the road and about 30 seconds later you'll pass them. It happens to me all the time. Now, I might have had a little bit of psychic something yesterday because when I saw that picture of just John Franklin III and, Jer and uh, Sean White, I thought, huh, where's Jeremy? Obviously, you could think that just from seeing two quarterbacks in the picture, but it made me think, well, did he quit? Is he just, surely he's not doing drills anymore? I don't know. And then nine hours later or so, I get a text saying he had quit. This morning I woke up. Another text from someone else. Jeremy Johnson's quit. Nothing about it all day. Um, some people who have message board um, subscriptions or whatever you want to call them tell me, message me, whatever, saying that scuttlebutt over there is that he's thinking about quitting and he's just getting, he's gotten a day off and and whatever uh, but today just not too long ago I'm not really sure some of the people reporters writers whatever did confirm he was not at practice yesterday and but he was he would be or was at practice today so it sounds to me like you know last week might have been either maybe two weeks ago one of his grandparents died in a car wreck so he, obviously he was having you know family pro you know those kind of issues and then to hear this week that he's not even close to being the starter won't even be in the rotation doesn't sound like uh, probably not the greatest news to take on top of all of that on also on top of the fact that it does appear that he is a very emotional guy when he throws an interception he never really recovers kind of thing so I was thinking you know if he had quit 
for the people that only care about winning, they would probably go, okay, good. Don't worry, I have to worry about three quarterbacks anymore. But then they'd also probably turn it into, well, Gus can't keep his players on the team. Whatever. That doesn't appear to be the case. Because for him to quit would basically be mean would basically mean quitting football. He's a senior. He does have a red shirt, but no, he doesn't have a red shirt. He played in one game against Clemson, so he doesn't have a red shirt. So he's he, when he quits, he's done with college football. Um, so unless he plans on training and training and training to get the quarterback coach and all that kind of stuff, and then maybe getting invited to some tryouts or something, you know, eight months from now, six months from now, whenever that is, um, that that's not a good idea. I mean, I would much rather, you've put in all this time, I would much rather have a shot, especially with this, the way the offense has looked, and especially with the way the quarterbacks are switched. I know Gus has kind of said, we're only sticking with two. And no, he said that yesterday. He was asked twice, or it might have been Tuesday, he was asked twice, will there still be a three-quarterback rotation? And his answer was like, as I said, we've got Sean as a starter and John Franklin gets second string. I don't know if by then he knew that Jeremy was gone or if that's – or had, you know, thought about leaving or if that's what made Jeremy leave or take off for a day. Um, I don't know. So, as I was saying, I don't – for him to quit would just be dumb because at least – because you have no idea. I mean, say John Franklin gets hurt. He's right back at second string. Say Sean White goes down and they don't want to put John Franklin right back in it, which I can definitely see is the case. Jeremy would go back to being the starter, I think. As much as a lot of people don't want to believe that, I think that would be the case. Um, I mean, I watched War Room Eagle, who writes for 24-7, I guess now. He used to write for SP Nation. Um, he always does a little cut-up, or whatever you call it, and takes out all the commercials and the fluff in between, and he, he posted a video today of just all the offensive snaps. And First off, it confirmed, because I haven't rewatched the game, but it confirmed everybody said John Franklin didn't even get to throw the ball. His first play was a pass, so there you go. Um, Auburn did not move the ball in the first quarter until Jeremy Johnson came in. He threw two or three first downs, got Auburn's first first down, and that's why he stayed in. Yeah, I know he threw that pick, and he fumbled later. I'm not saying he played great. I'm just saying that's why he stayed in. So... And I just heard somebody, I'm going on a tangent here, I just heard somebody on one of the call-in shows talk about how taking out the quarterbacks like that shows no confidence in the quarterbacks. No. This was the plan. And they knew that. When, when the team ran out on the field, Jeremy Johnson led the team and acted like he was starting the national championship game. And I thought, well, that's kind of strange. Sean's a starter. It's because he knew. He knew it would be a three-headed attack. It was planned. I mean, that's that's asinine to think that Gus would be dumb enough to go, oh, Sean just threw two complete passes, but they weren't good passes, so let's get them out of here. No, that was the plan. You can hate the plan. Gus Malzahn already said it wasn't a great plan, but it's not anything to do with, it was not performance-based switching. It had nothing to do with how the, the previous play was run until Jeremy fumbled, and then he never came back in. He actually did come back in one time and was a decoy on 
um, carry on Johnson's touchdown run, which is the same play against Kentucky last year, and I think against Memphis, where he just wildcatted it to the right and ran it in, faking a handoff to Jeremy. Um, so, it sounds like Jeremy's back. I'm fine. If he's going to be the third string, I'd much rather him be the third string. I, even if he's not playing, as a human being, I would much rather see him as third string than off the team. Because, I mean, he's as much as as much as people don't want to like to think it this way, he's not playing bad just to make you mad. He's not trying to make it so that an Alabama fan can laugh at you on Monday. He's not doing that. Neither is Gus. So if Jeremy's back, great. Third string. He just didn't pan out. I don't know why. He just didn't. Other side of things. <clears throat> It came out this afternoon, AL.com posted a report where they did a Freedom of Information Act request and got some emails from Gus Malzahn, the Title IX Department, whatever you call that, and the girl who claimed that Javon Robinson had pushed her head into a wall or something like that, which ended up being the reason he was kicked off the team. So you remember back in August, first day of practice, he wasn't there, um, and then he was kicked off the team. Man, it kind of came out that there might have been some domestic violence stuff at a party in Columbus, which is also why Marshall, what's his name, Marshall Taylor, the guy who transferred from Miami of Ohio, who didn't practice pretty much the entire fall. Uh, they were at that party. I don't know if that was related, but it seemed to be happening at the same time. But anyway, she came out today and said she was lying. Javon never pushed her, touched her, anything. She was just mad at him and wanted to kind of mess him up a little bit. And it turns out, before she was even he was even kicked off the team, well, now that I see, AL.com said this, but I read the emails in the report, but they said before he was even kicked off the team, she had, she had already emailed Gus and said, never mind, I was lying. But the email that I read said, um, she wrote it to Gus and said, not sure if what happened today was because of me. I just wanted to let you know I was lying. I was just mad at him. So that sounds like he got kicked off the team. She said, oh, man, I didn't mean it for it to be this bad. Let me email Gus. Um, but either way, she was lying. And now Javon Robinson's off the team because of a lie, which is not totally true. He's off the team because this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. This was strike three or four or five. We didn't know what strikes one and two and three were, but it sounds to me like, you know, that it should have happened before. And like with Gus, I mean, like with Duke, he kind of was like, okay, anything else? And this was the anything else. Now, he might not have hit her or anything, but it didn't sound like a great situation, regardless of what it was. And who's to say she's not lying now? Because she might be back with him and just wants her boyfriend back in football uniform. And she might say, might have said, you know, never mind, I'm sorry I said this, it's not true, didn't realize you'd kick him off the football team. If it's not true, if she's lying for real and it never happened, part of me says, well, then there's no reason we can't bring Javon Robinson back. Part of me does say that. But now, I don't, I mean, I don't even think he's at school anymore, so I don't know if he even could play. I think, I mean, school's been in almost a month. I don't know, about three weeks now. Uh, so I don't know if that would even be possible. But, I mean, if this was the first time it had happened, if this was the first 
offense and we thought it was something terrible, uh, then I could see him letting him back on if it was even possible with school. But I don't think he can do it now. I mean, and it really puts Gus in a – I mean, there's going to be people who turn this around on Gus, of course, people that don't like switching quarterbacks and act like this is even close to the same thing. They're going to turn this around on Gus. But, I mean, it Gus was – there's no way any of this is Gus's fault. None. If Gus had said, okay, I don't – I don't believe you or, um, okay, one more time, Javon, I'm going to give you one more time, and then it comes out in the middle of the season that this has been covered up or ignored. What does that sound like? What team does that sound like? It sounds like a coach that doesn't have a job named Art Bryles, the same coach some idiots are already saying we should replace Gus with, you know, the ones that love Petrino and still do. Um, it's, it, that's exactly what Art Bryles did. He covered up sexual assault and domestic violence. He didn't really cover it up. He just didn't address it. Um, I don't know, cover it up too, I guess. But that's exactly what that what was happening. Gus could not have said, uh, let's wait and see if this pans out. We'll keep Javon in there until we have to take him out. He got him out immediately, which is the right thing to do, which is not what Nick Saban would have done. It's not what Art Bryles did. They handled it right. And then what happened? She was lying. So, if anything, you should have pity kind of on Gus for this. I'm not. I'm, I'm getting mad at something that hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. But you should have pity on Gus for this because he had to kick off the starting quarterback, starting running back, because somebody lied. Supposedly lied. I mean, you can be mad at, about the quarterback situation all you want, but... This is a, a reason, I mean, Carrion did okay. The, the line did not block for whoever was back there. But obviously it would be better if Javon was on the team. I'm not saying it's not, it's bad right now in terms of the running game, in terms of the actual running backs. But it, it would be better if Auburn had another option as good as Javon Robinson. And now we don't because somebody lied to Gus and to Auburn and everything. Now, I don't think Gus needed a huge reason to kick Javon off the team. I think he saw the email, didn't care, and was like, all right, you're gone anyway. But you still have to take it seriously. You still, especially with what was going on at Baylor at the exact same time. So, I don't know. Again, we don't know if the girl's lying now or if she was lying then or if she's lying about lying. So, I don't know. But, based on words that have been communicated between each between both sides of it she lied and Javon's gone because of it I don't know there's that small part of me that thinks he should be let back on but again I don't think he can school wise and it would just I mean if you if, if you go oh after you lost to Clemson you're gonna kind of bend the rules and let this guy back on again I mean that's what everybody will say but it's not the truth I mean if she lied, you can pretty much pretend like none of it happened because none of it supposedly happened, and you let him back on the team. But I think it's too far. It's too long. It's too far gone by now. So, anyway, posted my predictions today for the weekend. Probably, you know, last week was the best weekend of college football, opening week at least. And this weekend looks like the absolute worst. I think, as I said yesterday, Tennessee-Virginia Tech is by far the best national game, and that's awful. I mean, there's TCU-Arkansas. Arkansas doesn't appear to be great. TCU 
was tied with South Dakota State at halftime and didn't end up blowing them out. Uh, there's also Virginia, Oregon. That sounds like two names you've heard of, that, so that means they're good, but no, Virginia's not good. And Oregon's not normally, they're not normal Oregon. Um, BYU, Utah might be the only one, other one, the Holy War. That's the only national game I picked uh, in the prediction. So go check those out. Also did another installment of the Stranger Things uh, series that I'm doing. Kind of has nothing to do with Stranger Things. It's like, like Clemson did. That was actually a real connection to the show. This is just kind of some quirky, not always strange, just kind of quirky things about the game and the series and the, the team we're playing. So go check that out. Tomorrow I'll have the preview. Go ahead and join the Warbloggle Pick'em. Link's on the site. Uh, if you didn't play it last week, we have a weekly winner too. We have an overall winner and a weekly winner. You can probably still win the overall if you join this week, but you can def definitely win the weekly winner if you want. All right. That's it. Bloggle spot number 149. Done. War Eagle.